Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips, and I'm your host, Dr. Madged. What is that thing on your lips? Is that some type of a sexually transmitted infection, otherwise known as STI now for more political correctness? Is it contagious? These questions are every cold sore sufferer's nightmare. It can be embarrassing to display a large red ugly blister anywhere on the face, let alone the lips, which is a conspicuous location. But let me be the first to tell you, cold sores are super common and span all age groups. What are cold sores anyways? How can we make them disappear as quickly as possible and how can we prevent future outbreaks? Well, let's dispel some myths and reveal the truth about cold sores in today's episode. So the first question, what are cold sores? Well, they're caused by form of herpes simplex virus, a cousin to the chickenpox and shingles viruses, believe it or not. And there are two types. Well, there are two types of herpes simplex viruses, otherwise known as HSV. HSV type 1. This affects the lips, mouth, and throat, and it's often first transmitted in childhood, believe it or not. This happens if there's contact with the saliva of someone else that is affected via shared cups, utensils, toothbrushes, or kissing. It's not an STI typically, and it is very common, even in children. And then there's HSV type 2, which is sexually transmitted and therefore considered an STI. It happens via skin-to-skin contact, and it can be transmitted even without a visible blister. A condom is the only way to prevent its transmission, but... It can still be transmitted via nearby exposed skin areas, and this is a term that we call shedding. So you can still shed the virus and pass it on even if you don't have a blister that is visible. If you're diagnosed with general herpes, it's important to also ask your doctor to test you for other sexually transmitted infections. It's important to note in regards to the two types that there is some cross-reactivity between the two which means that people can also get type 1 in the genitals and they can get type 2 in the mouth. The most common way cross-reactivity happens is while engaging in oral sex. So breakouts are usually recurrent, but the very first breakout is often the most severe. The virus enters the surface of the skin, lips, mouth, or genitals, and then it penetrates deeper through the skin layers and finally to the nerve endings. Typically, multiple painful blisters can form on the lips, mouth, or throat during the first outbreak, and fever, body aches, and even enlarged lymph nodes in the neck are also common with the first outbreak. Symptoms can last up to two weeks. But after the initial infection, the virus remains dormant in your body, and it resurfaces in times of stress or when your immune system is down, like when you are sick with the cold or flu. Future outbreaks are not as severe, thankfully, and often last only up to one week. Fever and other symptoms are also rare with subsequent breakouts, but nevertheless, recurrent herpes can be quite a nuisance, and that's why we're talking about it today. How is it diagnosed? Well, the very best way to diagnose HSV is by exam. Tests are often not necessary, nor are they very accurate. Your doctor can diagnose after a simple visual inspection of the sore, which has a very characteristic appearance. The sores are either blisters or vesicles with some fluid within it, along with a reddish base surrounding the sore itself. It often scabs and then heals over. 
There is a swab and blood test for HSV, but again, it's not very reliable. And here are two reasons why. Number one, people can carry the viruses without ever having any symptoms, yes, even in their lifetime. In fact, most people have been exposed to it. They carry the virus, but they never display any symptoms. And also, number two, like previously mentioned, there's a cross-reactivity of the two types. Therefore, testing a specific spot will not accurately reveal whether it was sexually transmitted or not, which is often the main question at hand. Unfortunately, like many other viruses, think cold and flu, there is no cure for herpes simplex. But treatment options can make the symptoms bearable until the breakout clears up and or it can shorten the severity and the duration of the outbreak. So here are some different ways you can deal with HSV. Number one, no treatment at all. So if the symptoms are not bothersome, you really don't need to do a thing. The breakouts do self-resolve and it's not something that typically kills you. Number two, topicals. There are over-the-counter and prescription gels that can provide some temporary pain relief, although often very brief. Pain relievers, like over-the-counter Tylenol, which is acetaminophen or ibuprofen, as needed may help take the edge off. Ibuprofen has an extra benefit because it also helps fight the inflammation, which often causes the discomfort. But make sure you clear it with your doctor before you can take it because there are some contraindications to this group of medications. And then antivirals. Prescription acyclovir or valcyclovir can help shorten the duration of your symptoms and diminish the severity. However, in order to be effective, it really must be taken within three days of onset. And the earlier, the better. If your symptoms occur too frequently, one option is to take a daily prescription antiviral to keep the virus suppressed chronically. This requires a conversation with your doctor, though, to determine when the pros outweigh any cons of a daily antiviral. And there you have it, cold sores in a nutshell. Share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today or you simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Catch you next time.